morning. But since you know I like golf, let me read a little golf joke for you. A cleric found himself wondering whether there were any golf courses in heaven. I thought that many times myself. He even began to ask the question in his prayers. One day in his answers, he received a direct answer from on high. Yes, said the heavenly messenger, there are many excellent golf courses in heaven. The greens are always in first class. That'll be nice. The weather is always perfect, and you always get to play with the very nicest people around. Oh, thank you, said the cleric. That really is marvelous news. Yes, isn't it, replied the messenger, and we've got you down for a foursome next Saturday. <laughs> that wouldn't all be that bad. We all want to go to heaven, but we don't like the process of getting there, do we? I don't have the scripture verses outlined on the overhead this morning, so if you got a Bible, if you got your tablet, if you got your phone, get them out, and if you're watching Fox News while I'm preaching, instead of looking at the scripture text, I'll never know, and, I'll never, and you'll never tell. So if you do have that resource, you can do that if you'd like to, or you can just follow me as I speak. 1 John chapter 5, verse number 4 is a pivotal point this morning, and we're going to talk about victory. Victory is something we all enjoy. We all love winning teams. Our teams in Detroit recently haven't been the winning teams, and as a result, we don't watch the Tigers as much as we used to, but still they're our team, and we must cheer for them. In 1 John chapter 5, verse number 4, it says this, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Father, we're thankful this morning that you have given us all a measure of faith. Lord, we're thankful that your word declares that it has been given unto us. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So if you have given us faith, we can and we will and we do have the victory. Amen. Father, I thank you that as you have given us a measure, it might just be a mustard seed grain of faith. It may be a teaspoon. It may be a cup. It may be a quart. It may be a barrel. It may be a bushel. I'm not sure what measure you have dealt to us, but I do know that you have given us a measure. So therefore, Lord, we like the disciples pray, Lord, increase our faith. And Lord, we remember what it takes to increase our faith. For faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So Lord, I pray that as we hear the word of God this morning, our faith would increase and that we would leave this place with victory. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Faith. What is it? First of all, faith can be enjoyed. Listen to these scriptures. Faith will assure you victory and will assure you success. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. 
Then he goes on to say, believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Believe in the Lord, and you're going to do what? You're going to be established. Believe in his prophets, the word of God, and you're going to have success or you're going to prosper. Faith is a defensive weapon. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. Faith is essential in prayer. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wind of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. The Bible tells us we are justified by faith. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. And be found in him not having your own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ. We find many illustrations of victorious faith. Abraham. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for the burnt offering. So they both went together. What about David? David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivereth me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear shall deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. What about the three Hebrew children? If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to save us from the burning fire, and he will deliver us out of thy hand. <clears throat> Faith is listed in the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Faith is listed in the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Slide number two. <coughs> if we've got faith, we can have victory. I'm going to have victory in a minute, right here. I've had the coughs for about three weeks in a row. I, I'm not sure what it is. It seems like every summer I get a little stickly in my throat, and now is the time. But I'm victor. I'm the victor this morning. Be victorious. How can we be victorious? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 gives us a way in which we can be victorious. I love victory. I love being victorious. But sometimes we're defeated. Sometimes things don't go as planned. Sometimes we got to take a loss. But we don't have to stay there, do we? We can turn that loss into a profit, and we can be victorious. How can we do that? 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, act like men, and be strong. In order to be victorious, number one, we're to be on guard. It tells us to watch. When we watch, we use our eyes. In Vietnam, it was very important to be watchful at all times. Never could we slumber, never could we be off guard, but we needed to watch. We needed to be on guard. We need our eyes open to the mind of God. 
We need to watch and pray. That has to do with our mind. When we watch, not only do our eyes focus on things, but our mind begins to assimilate those things that are around us and gives us an idea of how to react when certain circumstances come our way. We're to use our mind and we're to pray. We're to try the spirits. That has to do with the heart. We need to know who the enemy is. And when we know who the enemy is, victory is ours. If we turn back a page to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 57 and 58, it says this, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. Try the spirits. Why? Because there are evil spirits just as well as there are heavenly spirits. We need to know what spirit is coming against us. So in order to be on guard, we got to use our mind. We got to use our eyes. We got to use our heart. Every day it's important for us to have some essential vitamins within us. Just as you and I eat, and if we don't get the proper vitamins, our body is going to malfunction. Likewise, it's important for us to put on spiritual vitamins. In Acts chapter 17, <coughs> verse number 11, it talks about some essential vitamins that we've got to take daily. Here's what it says. It says, these were more noble than those of Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scripture daily whether these things were so. <coughs> Notice something here. Verse number 11 says, they received the word. That's the first vitamin pill that you need to take up every morning. The word of God. Get it into your system. Receive the word. Then verse number 11 says, search the word. They were more noble. They were more diligent. They were more uh, honorable than those in Thessalonica that they wanted to know what the word had to say. There's a lot of word floating around on the internet, <coughs> on Facebook, with your friends. But you got to know what the word has to say so that you can stay on guard, so that you can stay on course. So vitamin number one, receive the word. Search the word. Then in verse number 12, it tells us to believe the word. Therefore, many of them believed. It's not just important to know the word, but it's important to believe the word and to act on the word. <coughs> what is the results? The results are going to be victory. Slide number three. When we have victory, we got to maintain it. Just as a healthy vehicle needs maintenance, healthy body needs maintenance, we need maintenance. How do we do that? Let's go to the book of Galatians. I remember when we used to preach, you could hear the pages just a rustle. But I don't even bring my Bible anymore, so... Uh, I can't blame anybody. 
It's wonderful to have it on screen, isn't it? Wonderful to have it on your tablets, on your phone, wherever you go. The word comes with us, doesn't it? Maintain your spiritual victory. How do we do that? Ephesians, or not Ephesians, but Galatians chapter 5, verse number 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Number one, we got to display self-control. The Bible tells us to stand fast. After we have put on all the spiritual armor that Ephesians chapter 6 tells us to do, it says, having done all, stand fast. There's a time when you have done every, everything humanly possible to try to solve your situation. <coughs> Excuse me. But having done all, stand. Sometimes that's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? When you have prayed through and you know you've prayed through. When you have had others give you counsel and they've counseled you exactly what the Lord would have you to do. When you've read the word and you've said, Lord, I'm going to stand on your promises and nothing seems to happen, it's hard to stand fast. But I believe that standing fast is an order that the commander Jesus Christ has given us. And sometimes we just got to stand fast. Sometimes we are in the point of being tested. Have you ever been to a point where you have stood on the promise for so long and finally you said, well, God, maybe you haven't heard my prayer or God, maybe it's time to take a step of faith and you've taken that step of faith and all of a sudden you realized you're out of bounds. God wasn't quite ready to perform what he wanted to you. So display self-control. Here goes my mic. Help! Jeremiah was a helper, was a good friend of mine. Okay. All right, I got all kinds of help. Maintaining spiritual victory. Here we go. Boy, that's big. Won't be able to talk with that thing. El, could you chew it in half for me? For, huh? <laughs> Not only do we got to display, but we got to associate. We got to associate with the like-minded. We got to walk with the like-minded. We've got to worship with the like-minded. We've got to do warfare with the like-minded. WWW. Walk, worship, warfare. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 5 verse number 1 to be tied together or to be yoked. Yoked together. Don't be entangled with the yoke of bondage. 
but be yoked with the Spirit of Christ. And then thirdly, we've got to keep our eyes on the prize. Keep focused. Look at verse number 16 of Galatians chapter 5. Here's what it says. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and he shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Look at verse number 25. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on Christ. Slide number four. I see that there's a sevenfold formula for victorious living in Galatians chapter 5. Verse number one tells us the first act or first step of the formula is to stand fast. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty. Verse number seven is the second step, and it is this, stay on course. Verse number seven says, you did run well, who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? So not only do we got to stand fast, but we got to stay on course. <coughs> then we've got to crucify. We got to put away something, and we got to put on something. So we got to crucify the flesh. Look at verse number 24. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. We got to love one another. Verse number 13, verse number 14. For brethren, you have been called into liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but to love serve one another. We need to walk in the Spirit, verses 16 through 18. For this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and he shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. We've got to demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. Verse number 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance and faith. We have to live. Live. Verse number 25, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Verse, or slide number five, Paul has a glorious, victorious example for us. He went from a POW, a prisoner of war, into freedom. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 26, Paul writes to young man by the name of Timothy, and he tells them this, 2 Timothy 2, 26, and that they may receive themselves out of the snare. There's a snare that awaits us. So he writes to Timothy, and he tells him as he preaches the word, those who have fallen into bondage, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. Paul, a prisoner, received his freedom. Chapter 4 of 2 Timothy gives us a little description of how he went from a private to, so to speak, a general. He had some good words for us. First of all, we see a charge. Paul gives Timothy a charge. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus, who shall judge the quick 
and the dead at his appearing. So he gave him a charge. In the charge, he said, take some action. It's no good just to have a charge or a command. You've got to act on that charge or command. Verse number two, <clears throat> preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And then he gives Timothy and he gives us a warning. If we want to be successful and if we want to be victorious, there's a warning for us. And the warning is found in verse number three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Then in verse number five, he gives a commandment. And the commandment is this. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Four action verbs in the King James. It tells us, or Paul tells Timothy, and the Holy Spirit is telling us this morning, you watch, you endure, you work, you live righteously. There's a command. And then Paul gives his testimony. In verses 6 and 7, he gives us this testimony. What a testimony. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. What a testimony. How is our testimony this morning? He first of all gave Timothy a charge. Timothy, if you want to be victorious in this Christian walk, if you want to be victorious as a Christian soldier, there are certain things that must happen. Number one, I'm going to give you a charge. Number two, I want some action. Number three, here's a warning. Number four, here's a command. And Timothy, I want you to know that I am ready. Ready to do what? To act. I am ready to depart. Depart where? To my heavenly home. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Then in verse number 80, caps it by saying, therefore, therefore, or henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only to me, but unto all of them that love his appearing. We've got a reward coming. You are the victor. It may not seem like there's much victory in your life, but there is. Why? Because you have faith. But this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. You have victory. Let's walk in victory. Let's not walk defeated. But let's walk as Jesus walked. If there is a reward, there might be some suffering. Jesus was our example in that. But suffering brings reward. 
There's a reward for you not only in heaven, but there's a reward for you now. If you believe his prophets, you're going to be established. If you live what the word has to say, you're going to prosper. We just got done reading that in 2 Chronicles. So there's the testimony. I would love to hear your testimony. You have a testimony. I would say that you need to write down your testimony. Your testimony is a powerful point of communicating the gospel to others. You can tell them the Romans' road plan to salvation, and you can go through all them plans that we have learned, but your testimony is so important. If God has done that for you, God can do that for me. Slide number six. Talk a little bit about life versus death. In Romans chapter 8, we find a wonderful chapter. I always say Romans chapter 8 is sort of the commentary on the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, the word Spirit, capital S, Spirit, Holy Spirit, is mentioned 20 times. You want to know about the Holy Spirit? Read Romans chapter 8 this afternoon. But in Romans chapter 8, verse number 12 and 13, it says this, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. There's five roads, or five proofs, of spiritual life in this chapter. Look at verse number 14. First of all, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. If we want to go down the right road, the right road to life and the right road to victory is to be led by the Spirit of God. Verse number 14 says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Then point number two, the next road is become a son or a daughter of God. They are the sons and daughters of God, verse number 14. Verse number 15 says this, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. No bondage. No guilt. No condemnation. Breathe that breath breath of air. The road of life, the road of victory. There's no bondage, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation. Verse number 15, the fourth step is there's spiritual adoption. We have been adopted into the family of God. What a wonderful gift God has given to us. And then verse number 16 talks about being spirit-filled. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Verse number 9, But you are not of the flesh, but in the Spirit. So be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Spirit of God dwells in us. There's victory. You're on the right path, brother. You're on the right path, sister. Why? Because God's Spirit dwells within you. Again, it boils down to one word. And that one word is faith. And remember, God has given to everyone 
a measure of faith. Mustard seed? What will that do? That'll move a mountain. What would happen if you had a bushel of faith? Wow, how many mustard seeds are in a bushel? I don't know. But I think if that happened, that would be a wonderful thing, wouldn't it? So God has given us all a measure. Whatever measure you have, say to God, increase my faith. Let us guard, let us watch our spiritual condition because we have an enemy. Look at verse number 17. Verse number 17 said, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs. For if we be that suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. Heirs, joint heirs, suffering? <laughs> we don't like that word, do we? Be glorified with, oh yes, we like that. So a soldier, God's soldier, God's infantryman, or let's just say soldier, will share the treasure. We're heirs, verse number 17, but we'll also share the suffering. So if you're going through some time of suffering, don't count it as loss. Count it as an opportunity to have your faith increase. God is doing something in your life. Trials and afflictions are for a reason. God does not tempt us but God does test us. And in our testing, we're going to get stronger, aren't we? Amen. When you were in the first grade, the test was pretty tough to get to second grade. But when you're in fifth grade, the first grade test didn't seem so hard. Man, it was simple. What did I worry about? You know, every step in life gets a little bit tougher. When you're in ninth grade, the fifth grade test didn't seem so hard. When you were a senior, the ninth grade test didn't seem so hard. When you were in college, high school seemed simple, didn't it, Charity? Huh? Didn't it, Caitlin? Simple stuff, that high school stuff, wasn't it? Yes, it was. But you know, when you're in the stage of testing, it's always difficult. Whatever stage you are in, it's difficult. Don't put your head down, put your hands up and say, God, with you all things are possible. I am more than conqueror through Christ our Lord. I am victorious because you said I am. And if you said I am, I believe I am. And if I believe I am, I've got to act like I am. Although the circumstances around you may not seem, that's what faith is all about. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence, evidence of things not seen. So if you don't see it, look for the evidence. The evidence is faith. And you've got faith within you. Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Faith is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Faith is something that God has given you. So as soldiers, let's be on guard because we're one step from death. Slide number seven. Just as there's a road to life, there's a road to death. Paul said, and he warned, he said, be careful, be on guard. 
James gives us this definition. James chapter 1, verses 12 through 16. Seven death steps. Seven roads that will lead to spiritual death. James chapter 1, beginning with verse number 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away. Here we go. Here's the seven steps. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when sin it is finished, it bringeth forth death. Seven death steps. Verse number 14, tempted. Is temptation a sin? No. When you yield to temptation, yes. We're all going to be tempted, aren't we? So notice what it says in verse number 4, tempted. Then the next step is when you are drawn away or you're pulled away. The next step, verse number 14, talks about lust. Lust, evil thoughts. There's no action yet, but there's thoughts. It's the battle in the mind that we've got to battle with all the time. And then verse number 14 says we're enticed. We're enticed. There's lust. We desire something. We have evil thoughts. Then we are enticed. It becomes more desirous. It looks better all the time. We begin to justify what we're about to do. And then all of a sudden, it is conceived. When lust is conceived, verse number 15, it bringeth forth sin. Verse number 15, action, thoughts, desires, turn to action. And that's where the problem didn't start. It started right here. So we have to receive the word, believe the word, and cast forth every evil imagination that we have. We're going to have them. Cast them away in the name of Jesus. If you don't, then there's a death penalty. Verse number 15, death. Look at verse number 16. He says, don't err. Don't be deceived. Verse number 13 talks about the truth. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. God doesn't tempt you. The devil does. And if you endure temptation, notice what the victory is. Look at verse number 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Blessed. Happy. Victory. Victorious, turning trials into triumph is what it's all about. You're going to be tempted, but you don't have to yield to temptation. You're going to have trials, but turn those trials into triumph. Look at verse number 
2, 3, 4 of James chapter 1. Verse number 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations. Joy? Joy? In other words, the first act that you got to do when you are tempted is have a joyful attitude. Not in the fact that you are tempted, but in the fact that you got one who has overcome the tempter. So you got to check your attitude. Attitude check. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I am more than conquer. So that's the first step. You got to count. And then verse number three says this, knowing this, you got to know something. If you know something, you're able to apply something. If you're able to apply something, you're able to defeat or to finish the project. And that is defeating the devil. The devil's already been defeated. For this purpose was the Son of Man manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus was manifested or made flesh to destroy the works of the devil. Think about that. He's already been destroyed. You are heirs and joint heirs with him. His spirit lives within you. So therefore, when I go through a trial, I've got to count it all joy. Why? Because I know something. Verse number three. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. You ever pray for patience? Huh? Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. Patience worketh tribulation. Tribulation is going to test your patience. So the second thing is, have an understanding mind. Verse number four says, let, but let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Let have a surrendered will. Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Do you think Jesus wanted to die on the cross? Do you think he knew that he had that mission? He warned his disciples time and time again. The disciples didn't get it. And Jesus, when he was about ready to be nailed to that cross, he said, Heavenly Father, allow this cup to pass. Oh, allow this cup to pass. Allow this cup to pass three times. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So we got to have a surrendered will. And then fourthly, look at verse number five. We've got to have a heart that believes. Verse number five says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. We've got to watch and pray, because there's some death steps along the way. But along the way, there's also some life-given steps. Slide number eight. Watch and guard. Paul talks about a time coming, and he was just about ready to be executed. He was in prison, and he wrote a letter to the church. In fact, he wrote many letters to the church when he was in the prison in Rome. 
But in Acts chapter 20, verses 28 through 31, Paul gives a warning once again. Remember, we're talking about victory. And in order to have victory, we've got to know what the warning signs are. When I was in Vietnam, in order to survive day by day, we had to know what the warning signs were. We had to keep on guard. We had to not only use our eyes, but we had to use our mind. And then use our heart. What do we do here? We didn't have time for quick discussion. We had to respond immediately. And so Paul says we got to watch and be on good guard duty. Because there's wolves among sheep. Notice verse number 29. He says the wolves are going to enter where the sheep are. Verse number 29, he says, the wolves are not going to spare the sheep. Of course, the sheep referring to the body of Christ or the Christian, and the wolves referring to the enemy, false Christs, false prophets, Satan. He said in verse number 30 that the enemy or the wolves are going to speak falsely. Have you ever been spoken falsely about? You ever had rumors spread about you? You ever had lies spread about you? Well, we've got to be on guard. If we're going to have victory, we can't let those rumors or those lies get us down, but we've got to rise above it. We've got to know who we are. And if we know who we are, then those things aren't going to bother us so bad. It's going to affect us, yes. But it's not going to destroy us. It's not going to defeat us because we know who we are. Be on guard for false Christ, for false prophets, for Satan himself. Terrorists, destroyers, the enemy wants to attack you, wants to rob you of your joy, wants to rob you of your victory. But victory is ours through the Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ has given us the victory. It isn't anything we have done. Christ has already done it. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. He's destroyed the terrorists. He's destroyed the destroyer. He has taken care of business. Now we put our trust, we put our hands up, we put our eyes up, we put our heart up, we put our will. We say, Lord, you've already won. Now help me to have the proper attitude. Count it all joy when you encounter divers' difficulties. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith is going to work patience, and patience is going to bring you to the point of victory. Slide number nine. We have a threefold responsibility. In Acts chapter 20, verse number 28, it says this Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Responsibility number one we are to lead. He's the great shepherd, but God has made you a shepherd over a flock. 
whether it be your family or those you work with or those you go to school with, you've got to lead them by an example. Now Paul is talking here and he's talking to the elders of the church and the elders of the church were to feed the flock. We understand that. Pastor Norm feeds us every Sunday and whenever we need his attention and care, he's there for us. But as members of the flock, we also have a responsibility. We're to lead. We're to feed. There's a lot of little lambs around us. Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Oh, Lord, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Oh, God, you know I love you. Then feed my sheep. A little bit later, he asked the same question. Lord, do you love me? God said, or Jesus said, you know I love you. Then he said, feed my lambs. There's a lot of little lambs around that need some attention. And you may not think that you can lead them and feed them, but you've got enough in you. You've got enough word in you. You've got something in you to give to them, to feed them. So you feed them. You lead them. Then you watch and you warn. Look at verse number 31. Verse number 31 says this, Therefore watch and remember the space of about three years. I cease not to warn everyone day and night with tears. And then he entrusts them to God. Now, brethren, I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful responsibility we have. Victory is to be shared. Amen? Your testimony can be a source of encouragement, a faith builder to someone who's going through the same. Slide number 10. Victory is ours. Victory's ours. Continue to be on guard. Continue to be strong as a soldier in Jesus Christ's army. Continue to carry the shield of faith, which will do what? Quench every fiery dart of the enemy. Don't lose your shield. What is your shield? The shield of faith. Faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory. Christy, come and help me sing it a little bit, would you? Huh? That overcomes the world. Faith! Faith is the victory. He writes to Timothy once again in 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, and that'll be my last verse. So Sarah, if you'd like to come up, please. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 10. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain salvation, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, 
we shall also live with him. Verse number 10, Paul says, I endure. I don't have to remind you what Paul went through. You can read about it in Acts, all the things he went through, the beatings, the shipwrecks, the fastings, the imprisonments. He said, I endure. We've got to endure. If you want victory, you got to endure. Look at verse number 15. It says, steady. Not only do we got to endure if we want to be victorious, but we got to steady. Steady to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. So endure what you're going through. And in the meantime, steady. When you're steady, what are you going to steady? The Bible, the Word of God, which will build you up. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And then also we see another thing. We've got to flee something and we've got to follow something. If you're going to flee something, then you've got to get on the other side of the track and follow something. Look at verse number 22. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 22. Flee also youthful lust, and follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace, with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. So flee lust, evil thoughts, evil associations, and follow righteousness, love, faith, mature believers, and Christ. Be victorious. Live victorious. Be knowledgeable. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Can I go back to 1 John one more time? 1 John chapter 5, which we just quoted, has some tremendous things. Talking about knowledge. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, verse number four. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now, in order to be victorious, we've got to know something. Look at verse number 13. We know we have eternal life. Verse number 15. We know he hears us. Verse number 18. We know we have spiritual victory. Verse number 19. We know we are of God. Verse number 20. We know the Son of God is going to come to rapture us home soon. Got to know those things. If you know those things, it's easy to follow through and to be victorious in our life. We know we have eternal life. We know he hears us. We know we have spiritual victory. We know we are of God. We know he's coming for us. Slide number 11. A couple misspelled words here. I noticed some too late. But can I excite you with some hymns? Not hums. Maybe we can hum them. Since we don't know the words. But I got thinking about victory. And I got thinking about all the old songs we used to sing. 
page number 480. Turn with me and we're going to sing victory. Hallelujah, what a thought. God's full salvation brought victory. Then when we get done with that, we'll turn to page number 264. Victory ahead. Oh, victory ahead. Victory ahead. Through the blood of Jesus, victory ahead. It talks about Joshua going around the walls of Jericho. Victory ahead. Talks about Daniel, or David rather, with a little sling. Victory ahead. Talks about Daniel and the lion's den as he prayed. Then it talks about us. Then what about page number 424? Victory all the time. Victory all the time. Then of course, the favorite of all, page number 240 turn with me there and we'll sing verses one two and we'll skip verse number three and we'll go to verse number four and we'll all sing it together oh victory in jesus my savior forever all those old hymns that have a message for us i love the hymns why because the hymns are full of doctrine I love the courses. Why? Because the courses are full of worship. When you sing the courses, you just enter into the presence of God. And thank you, Pastor Roger and gang, for leading us in worship once again. Would you stand with me, please? I don't know where you stand this morning. I guess you're standing right where you're standing. So I, I guess I do know that. But I don't know what you're surrounded with. But the battle is the Lord's. You're surrounded by God and His angels. You're surrounded by His presence. And the Bible assures you that you can't have victory. Why? Because He's dealt to all of us a measure of faith. I don't know what your faith level is this morning, but I'm asking you to just increase it one little notch. If you can increase your faith one little notch every week, one notch. Well, I won't quite get there yet. Maybe next week will. Maybe next week it'll expand. Lord, increase my faith. But here's how we want to end this this morning. I want you to just say a little prayer right where you at, because you've got faith. Number two, the Holy Spirit lives within you. Number three, he's promised us victory. Number four, he has promised to increase our faith. So could you just notch it up one more level this morning? Pray a little prayer right where you're standing and let's ask God to do it. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we need your faith. I, like the disciples, say, Lord, increase my faith.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing this morning. Thank you, Lord, for kindling the fire once again within us. Thank you, Lord, for allowing our faith to increase. Now, Lord, you said that when our faith increases, we're going to be tested. So when we're tested this week, help us not to be surprised. Help us not to be ambushed. But help us to expect that testing to come. Count it all joy when you encounter. Lord, when we can count it joy. Joy is our strength to overcome the world. Faith is within us. Lord, I pray that even as Paul gave a testimony to Timothy, each one of us will have a testimony of what the Lord has done in us and through us this week. Lord, I pray for that one this morning that is facing that wall and it doesn't seem like there's an answer. There's no way over that wall. There's no way through that wall. They came this morning knowing that you were going to minister to them. And Lord, I believe that you have spoken a word of encouragement to them this morning. And that they can leave this place by faith, knowing that victory is nigh through the blood of the Lamb. Even as David came against Goliath, and said, you may come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of God. And then a miracle happened. Lord, I believe that you spoke that word to those this morning that are facing that difficulty. And those that have been walking in victory, everything is going their way. Lord, I pray that it would continue so. And when it happens, the test comes. May they lift their hand and say, Lord, as you've been faithful yesterday, you're faithful today. And we give you praise. Now we go in the name of God who giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Give us victory after victory this week. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for your prayers. I felt them. I, my throat, I didn't know if I was going to make it. But I made it. Go with God's grace. Thank you, Lord.